Lightning, welcome to the podcast, man. I appreciate you coming over here. Thanks for having me. It's been a pretty fun year for you, it looks like. Uh, you know, to kind of, let's get a little bit of a background on you. Where, where did you grow up? Like, what was kind of your your journey into kind of the team roping industry and, and becoming a header? So I'm originally from Miami, Florida. I moved to Texas when I was like 11 or 12. We moved to rope. I mean, the roping's over here better in Texas, obviously. But And uh, I roped forever <laughs> since I was a little my dad ropes and my grandpa rodeoed like in Cuba and stuff so kind of always been around horses and roping okay and then uh, at a pretty young age you had a decent wreck I'd say right with uh which leg my right leg I was three years old I had a tractor accident okay so you're three years old so uh how, how much of your leg is a prosthetic um uh, I have from just the foot is prosthetic okay yeah okay so being that young, it probably doesn't affect, like, it. it's like you didn't really know the other way, right? Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I don't know any different. So yeah. I just adapted, and it was fine. I mean, played a little football in school. I mean, it, it never stopped me doing nothing. Okay. And then riding horses, has that changed anything? Like, you, how you feel like you, you ride head horses or, like, where, you, where you're able to, like, show control, like, leg control and stuff like that and help yeah, them? Yeah, I've been able to help them. I mean, like I said, I don't know any difference. So, yeah. But. I seem to get them. I mean, probably need a, it's probably not as good, obviously, because I can't turn it as good, but I still kick. Yeah, still, so you can still move, still yeah. kick. It's just like, uh, it's just maybe like more like in the roll of the heel or something like that, like with your yeah, feel like your I don't spurs know, or something like that. I don't have my foot. I can't, you know, put my weight in the stirrup as good like that. So my stirrup's a little shorter on that side, but that way I get that more pressure. I got you. And then, um, you know, one thing that I, I've, we actually were having this conversation uh, with a couple of healers yesterday, but uh, with Jaden Hunter, but we were kind of talking about it is the first time I ever watched you rope, um, I was talking to Wesley Thorpe and I'm like, I think it was in like Huntsville at the pro rodeo. I was like, who you got over here? And he's like, uh, lightning. I was like, I was like, who's that? And he's like, he's like man, he's, he's, he's a guy who reaches a lot. And I'm, he's like, well, no, he's a guy that bombs a lot. Like he, <laughs> he goes fast. And uh, as you kind of grew up, that I mean, I feel like if they follow you on TikTok, we could get a pretty good idea like what you're what you're capable of because uh, some of the reach shots you have are are really impressive. But but it seemed like that was always there. Like you were a guy that wanted to go fast. It was really aggressive with your rope. Was that, is that kind of the way you always have kind of seen heading? Yeah. Well, I've always liked to reach, and then like most kids, like when you're starting out, your dad's like, go close. You know, rope slow down. My dad and them like bet me like a dollar that I couldn't hit them before the first barrel or something. Yeah. So I've always like had that mentality just so I started, you know, just trying to go faster and faster. And then sometimes I probably didn't need to go that fast and just to get me in a bind sometimes. But I feel like I got now where sometimes I don't have, if I don't have to use it, I can try to use my horses a little more now. But yeah, I've always, I've always bombed. Right. <laughs> well, and, and I think too, like, that, that's a unique thing as you learn like as you learn it growing up if you're going to be aggressive you're going to have some shots where you probably didn't need to use it and it would have been easier to just go catch and, and set up a run a lot easier but it's also the same way if you're a guy that wants to run close and use your horse first you might end up using your horse too much and not being aggressive enough and and kind of putting everything in just a, like a slower tempoed run um so there's there's going to be a battle either way yeah, it's, it's a, just the reaching, it's it's a good thing that you can reach. 
and then knowing that you think you can reach them is also a bad thing. Right. <laughs> so it kind of double-edged sword, I guess, but it's a, uh, I feel like it's benefited me to be able to reach uh, more than the go closest benefited me. All right. So there's a few things in that, that head swing that I see. You're the only guy I've ever watched that has this, you can go one swing, legit one swing. Your rope doesn't, if I remember right, you start with it down mm -hmm. and you can go one swing and you'll use it in competition. Like, like Coleman's NFR open that he had last year. Uh, which is, you know, NFR set up, I think it's all 10 go rounds. And, and you went with that quite a bit and, and can connect with it confidently. When did, what is in your first swing? What, like, cause I, I think that's why one of the things that's so good to watch you reach. I think that's one of the things that helps you out so much. Right. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's how, so like when I leave the box, I try to get ahead of my horse's momentum. And then my first swing comes up over the horns. Okay. You know, that way, whenever I throw, I can come down and my rope will open up. But I couldn't get my first swing leveled when I cocked it back because I couldn't score good. Right. I would pull and lean and get bad go. And then either I would be late or I would like have to make, like try to make it happen, like try to beat the fly horse. And that never worked either. Right. So then I just started practice. I would just hold it down where I could score and stay ahead of my horse. And just learn to pick it up. And then when I was, I don't know, probably 17, 18, 19, I would, would go to Northside all the time. And uh, that's the one swing come from the, going to Northside. And right. I think that's really impressive, the fact that you can do that. Because how, like, how many times did you miss taking that one swing shot right off? Like, did it work early or did it not? You know um, what I mean? No, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a trial <laughs> i've missed a lot doing it but uh i feel like i could do that like at north like setups like Northside or when i went to coleman's deal i caught a bunch of them uh north side i could catch a bunch fast with the one swing right okay then the next thing with the, the mentality that's really unique to me about being aggressive with your heading right you're you're gonna miss more steers than a guy that uses his horse more is that I, I would say that just in general especially as you're learning to reach really well is it would you agree with that for sure yeah like uh part of i mean i've always reached but the success was really very off and on i mean obviously when you catch it goes fast but you might miss five or six in a row and that, you don't make my whole a lot of money that way yeah so over the years i've learned you have to use your horse no matter what go close or reach you, you, the horse is a huge deal well all right we'll, we'll get into the horse here in a minute because you've man you've been really successful with that this year and i think that's been a, a big change but uh the 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 missing four and five in a row how do you how do you not change your style like and, and want to get closer or you know how do you keep kind of firing it you know what i mean what do you got to tell yourself uh mentally and then how does that kind of help like translate to what you're doing now so you know you can you can be aggressive and confident with it well like uh i don't like making a run and then knowing that i'm might not win nothing right so like if i go to the rodeo if i make if i do catch my guys heal good the guys i roped with have always healed good if i catch they can't they've always been able to catch i went first or second you know, with the exception of Dustin Tanner, T Wader or something, but I mean, worst case third. I mean, if I make my best run, right, 
it's I mean not hard to be, but it's not everybody's. There's three or four or five guys that could do it, and sometimes they weren't even entered. So yeah, but I just had to do me a little better, you know, catch more steers, and that's what I've worked on the last couple of years. Just well, and I think that makes it really easy to understand. Like, hey, the hardest thing I think that we like you can have is when it's going bad. You want to change something. If you can like stay true to it, you're like, and and I'm, I'm taking that as when you miss a steer, you're like, I you know that it's the right shot. Like, Hey, like, like, you know what I mean? Like you're throwing your rope in the right spot to win something yeah. and you can just kind of keep like everything kind of, you know, you should know how it feels for you. Correct. Like that's like, you can kind of just say, I'll, you know, it's going to come around. Right. You got, yeah. you got faith in yourself. Is yeah. what I'm trying I to just, say. Like if you make a run, like a, a awesome run and then it's hard not to want to do that again. Like knowing that it worked, <laughs> you know, and just like, I don't see, I don't see me going to rodeo and going all the way to the steer, turning them off. Unless, you know, high team back, short go or something. And Unless you short have, go fell apart or something. But yeah, if you're at San Angelo, you go all the way to them, turn them off. You don't win nothing. Don't, I mean, you might go all the way to San Angelo twice and might not make short go. Right. But I don't know. Well, I think what's interesting about this, right, is you're, you're comfortable. Like you have, you have faith in your shot. And then it's like that, that when you reach them and it connects, like, that's pretty fun. I want to do that again. You know what I mean? Like when you make an awesome feeling run, I, I can see that. Like you want to just kind of keep trying them from there. You know what I mean? And keep trying. And that's where, did that, is that where it kind of kept building was like, cause to, to watch you reach, there were guys, there's always, it seems like a guy or two at the amateur rodeos that can really reach and they can do some really cool stuff, but it never translates to pro rodeo and very well. And, and for you, you've got it to translate to pro rodeo now. And, and Dustin was able to do the same thing. And there's some guys out there that have been able to do it. But I, I think that's kind of the, the challenge, right? Is, is the setups, the barrier gets longer at pro rodeos and, and yeah, you know what I mean? over the summer. Yeah. And, and it can it can be hard like you can have a hard few weeks really you know what i mean if you get into the wrong cattle and then you might make one or two mistakes on on good steers it seems like it can go bad but then it, it you know you can gain it all back pretty quickly with just one one real good run right away right so yeah is that that's something you just were always always kind of good with and and it like you didn't really like doubt it as far as like being being that aggressive all the time, right? Well, I would doubt it because <laughs> I've gone over the summer and you know missed for a whole week straight. And you're just like, all right, well, you know, I'm done reaching. I'm just gonna go close and catch. You know, right? Maybe you don't win anything. Yeah. And then your partner's like, no, it's okay. I like the reason I rope with you is because like we have a chance to win first. Just figure out how to catch when you do it. But yeah. But uh, just the the going close i think i mean i think you have to be able to reach nowadays i mean jiggers is i mean he 100 percent from three coals back anywhere he goes he jackpot rodeo don't matter he's he doesn't miss and he goes at him all the time yeah i think nowadays it's gotten to the spot where um there's a handful of headers that if they hit the barrier and the steer's running they can reach and turn them off and if the steer's good they can go a little bit closer and kind of take a higher percentage shot and make the steer even easier to heal. And uh, and Driggers has gotten to where he's he never misses now. And no, he's at, I've never seen heading fast steer, that slow level steer, ever. head on the ground. Yeah, don't matter. Yeah, he's it's, he's, getting, it's getting pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so obviously, you know, with this, it's hard to keep a horse working, right? 
is this been a struggle for you with like because this was my hold up on reaching like when i didn't really want to go to it as much as i knew it'd be hard to kind of keep my horses running right so for you what has kind of been the deal uh to keep horses working or what have you what did you kind of find early on with your heading on on with the head horses so uh i look for different horses now before i would look like oh they got score and they're easy to reach on it's not the ones Okay. I mean, you do want them scoring, you do want them that you can reach on them, but you don't want the one just slow loping through there where you could reach on. Right. Because when the jackpots, the steers are not close, you know, or the rodeos at the summer. Like, I mean, it's the boxes are deep and it's front leg half. I mean, I mean, some are shorter, but I mean, it's a long ways out there. Compared. You need a horse wanting to kind of run off where you can reach and he's still wanting to run off for a little bit where then you can, you know, he can, you can do it over and over again. And, he don't take it from you right so essentially like a horse earlier on uh that is slower easier to reach on does it just it just gets where they can duck right yeah, they quit running yeah they quit running even more and so the steer just it's just like you never get a roll at them right yeah. Well, then yeah you'll it's just your catching percentage will go way down i mean i've had a couple like that they're they scored good and they're easy to run but if you don't hit the line right they're not fast and they're not running towards the steer so you're like always like looking, like I need to hurry up and rope before I don't have a throw. Right. And then you miss a lot. Right. Or like the, like the last couple of horses I've had, like they're going towards the steer. And then I can, even if they, if I send it, they don't duck. They might widen, but they don't stop running to turn off. Yeah. Yeah. They widen, but their momentum stays, stays forward. forward where so. you can dally and still have some momentum on the steer instead of like, if your horse ducks and you reach and then it just it just kills the momentum and then your horse has to like drag the steer almost yeah and then healer's coming in fast and then just stops and then it normally you see it, everything stops so you try to speed up and then it creates that separation again and just instead of just kind of rolling and putting some momentum right through the corner where your healer doesn't have to stop until he throws yeah it's essentially a way to make take away risk and make the runs a lot faster truthfully mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you do get to open steers up a little bit faster when you've got that momentum moving forward even if they're widening you're able to like pick steers up and kind of roll them through Push the turn through, more yeah, yeah. And, and you don't hit them and they wash out at the end and mm -hmm. give them the head back and yeah like when horses ducking and you throw your whole rope and it skips on and then you're trying to beat them because he's ducking and this the run pretty much just stops unless you just have a freak of a horse that just keeps pulling back. and then those i mean you he won't do it for very long i mean eventually he'll quit doing it too right so is that something that has also been a, like a big emphasis or what kind of taught you that aspect as far as like opening steers up and and making them easier to heal uh you know when when did that process start coming into play um like i look at a lot of videos and like i was trying to get better you know and like like chad chad does I mean, an amazing job of just opening them up every time. I mean, he's, I mean, a lot of guys catch two feet for Chad. Yeah. You know, I mean, and so, but he always has momentum on the steer. I mean, he get a slower steer and just put some momentum on him, open them up. And like him and Joseph would make some amazing runs, you know. And so, like, that was my problem. I would reach and my horses wouldn't pull. So I'd give them their head back, no momentum. And Chad would go all the way to him, not all the way to him, but, you know, I'd throw my whole rope and Chad would beat me going to cold back. And I'm like, oh, there's no way, you know, but there's a way it's, you know, momentum of the steer 
and their finish where ours would take half a second just to face because my horse had no momentum to pop around there and face. Right. And uh, this is this is something you brought up earlier uh, was when you're talking about your first swing is getting ahead of your horse in the box. So this is where probably all this was starting to develop was if you can get ahead of your horse in the box, that, that kind of means to me like you've got them running towards the cow. They're not going to probably lean on your left leg or, or duck out of sight. And you're getting the forward momentum and your rope can still be pointed in the, the right spot to read the cow, right? Like yeah, that's, and the horse helps you with your swing, your reaching. Like if you're standing straight up and you leave the box, it just throws you back. It takes you two or three swings to kind of get back ahead, leveled out. Right. And your tip goes straight in the air normally. But like me, I try to get ahead of my horse's momentum when he leaves. Like I'm with him. And then I just use his, his momentum to do the reach in and stay ahead. And Okay. I, I want to ask a, a technical question. And, and if, if we can't get this answered right here, we can, I'll make you do it for me on the horns when this is done. Okay. But I've been thinking about this a lot as a, as a header. When you go with your rope down low, it, to me, it's harder to turn your head rope over and go fast. And I think that's why a lot of guys start with a rope high up here because it turns over so much easier. Like that first swing has power and turns over, but to go from like low by the hip and then to get it high and to turn it over. So what do you think for you like helps that rope go from down here to turning it over quickly? Like, is I don't it turn it over as wide. Like when I pick it up, I pick it up kind of closer towards like i'm up faster with it so you're like going like more towards your like head and then like yeah, you're like bringing here it and then i can come out of it but i don't okay. go so wide have you that, played a, have you played around with your grip on it like uh how do you grip your your head rope is it like all four is it in more of your fingertips or your pinky got a good grip on it or is that something you've ever thought about never even thought about it really. okay I well, just we're gonna go hold it out here to the side a little bit and just come up side more and then yeah. it can bring it in so you're sending your momentum like i don't hold it out my hip either yeah like it's more like, unless maybe, no, I'm just kind of out a little bit to where I still have some room to make it yeah, work. Like when right. I nod, I kind of even like rock it a little bit to kind of get some yeah. momentum going. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think you've got, I mean, it's the best first swing I think I've ever seen. And so it's like, I, I thought I, I was kind of heading the horns last night. I was, like, Man, I was thinking about this a little bit and where it, like, I've tried to do that, which I've done it a few times and it's worked with, you know, cocking it back or whatever, but. I don't know if I pick it up too fast or what, but I score. I don't score very good, and I get rocked back almost every time. It's it's definitely different, and and very few people even do it jackpotting. Like I think Snow's starting to do it a little bit at the jackpots over the last year or two. I see there's a handful of headers that do it, yeah. but typically it's like guys that are like ride their horse a lot type of headers and want to use their horse a lot, and I think it just kind of helps them open things up just a little bit more where that first swing would get a little bit tight and maybe makes it easier for him to reach on the, the second swing jet, like at faster jet yeah. pots, right? All right, let's 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 talk some head horses. Because um, obviously, man, you want head horse of the year. Yeah. How cool is that? It's awesome. <laughs> horses, I'm glad he gets some recognition because he's awesome. He's been a blessing to me. Yeah, I mean, and uh, so it was kind of fun. Um, Jordan Weaver... Uh, I did. I did just a little like bit on a podcast with him, and then he was like, "Oh, that that head horse was really fun for me because he had taken him and 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 worked with him a little bit, and he showed me some of the videos of like when he first got the horse to to now." And I was like, you know, he he was kind of able to help that process. And shout out to the the flatbed podcast that he's got going on yeah. as well. But uh, he was super pumped for you, and uh, you know, so 
kind of take me through this, like where this horse was at when you got him and, um, and then what it, like truthfully, when you tried this horse, like what did you think of him? When I, when I tried him, I mean, I loved him. He was good. I mean, he scored, like wouldn't move in the box. I mean, he's so fast. Right. And he's strong, like really strong and face good. I mean, it's like this horse, a jackpot horse. I mean, BFI horse. Because he's big too, he's right? He's big, really yeah. big. That's why a lot of people didn't want to come try him because he's so big, tall, and just big horse. Uh, and then so that's what I got him for, just to kind of jackpot. Even though Chad told me, he's like, man, I think you could ride him anywhere. Rodeo, jackpot, anything. I think, I mean, he's big, tough. You can ride him all year long. I yeah. think you need this horse. So I, and so we, I got him and uh, started riding him at the just the jackpot. I think I rode him at the Denver Qualifier, but that's more... Like if you could just catch over there, you can make it back to the right. rodeo. And then I had a, I had a horse named Jim Dandy, that uh, Trevor rode him. I mean, Turtle rode him. A bunch of people rode him. He's good. And uh, I rode him in the winter a little bit, and I was doing good on him. And then he got to where I, he was ducking as I was starting to throw my rope. Right. I was like, man, I need something. I got to ride. So I was like. I'm gonna start riding this gray and see how it goes. And it didn't go like I didn't go get it first. Like you would throw, and he was so like kind of touchy, and he would mm -hmm. speed up in the run. And just I was like, and then so I told my cousin, I was like, hey, you come over to the house in the morning. So I had to go to San Antonio like three two days later. I right. Like, I need to figure something out. And so I just practiced reaching on this gray a little bit and kind of figured it out a little bit and stuff. And then I rode him at San Antonio, and it went good. It went awesome. But even Santone, like the first one, like I didn't even have to reach. I got a good go, and he's so fast. Like this year was, I just went caught the first one early. Yeah. And then kind of got some momentum going to the next few rounds. Um, so you said Denver qualifier. I, I didn't realize this, I guess. So were you not in qualified for the winter rodeos? No. Okay. So you went Denver's qualifier and then probably San Antonio's qualifier? No, but. Uh, or you won uh you want to get into san antonio yeah. what did you win to get in san antonio um I, at waco i went to waco and somewhere else for sure to waco they had them uh rodeo they have in, i think it's october or something so you were I mean, high, you were high enough in the world in standing the world standings yeah. for, for the next mm -hmm. year so they take uh i'm not sure the exact number but it's probably like top four or yeah, five, four or five from yeah. the world standings of the, the current year of the current year yeah okay um, all right, so you kind of got to take a little bit of like it's it's weird because that that is what happens right on head horses that are free and and you want to yeah. reach and be aggressive you got to you got to get them to take away it's, you're taking away a little bit of run essentially yeah. you're trying to flatten them out and keep them moving forward and really it's like this fine line I think because you got a head horse that you want them running and moving forward and yeah. never reading your throw but then also you. If you need to go two and three coils, they kind of got to be able to go similar to or close to the same speed with just a little bit of gain. So you can you've got a spot to throw your rope, right? Yeah, no, it's it's tricky, but like I say, I mean, it didn't work at first on the Greg. Well, not that it wouldn't, not that he was doing anything wrong per se. He would score and go towards the cow, but just when I'd reach, sometimes he'd like if I squeezed him or something, he would go even faster. Like just thought I was kicking on him or something. And then uh, little by little, just kind of leveled out, and and then I reached, started reaching on him a bunch, and just and then he took to. I mean, he's been awesome. Like rode him at San Angelo, you know, play, you know, the one second I think in the average at San Angelo, and then I mean, Salinas, 
I mean, Waters rode them, Tanner rode them, I rode them. I mean, all placed in rounds and stuff. I mean, that horse has been awesome. So at that point, I mean, this is what makes, this is what, the reason why I won head horse of the year, right? Because very few horses can go all year and handle all the runs. And then to go from these tight indoor setups to Salinas and then still be able to, to do both at, the, at that point in the year, that's, this is one of the things that kind of makes them, like, that sets that in stone, like, hey, this horse has been. Yeah, really I mean, I rode them at, like, Santone's Little. Yeah. And Calgary, we went to Calgary, that was a little build, and me and Tanner both rode them. And Tanner won the, one of the rounds. I made it back to the final eight on them, like, placing the first round on them there, too. And then rode them at Cheyenne, Salinas. I made it back, you know. And then I rode them at Pendleton on the grass. And then the next day, took them to Albuquerque. And then brought them right back. In the, I mean, just anywhere I wanted to ride them, he just... That's awesome. Just did whatever I wanted to do. If you and want to go close, he'll go. And if you want to send it, you, you get to the saddle horn, he's going to pull whatever. And he stayed. He Did he ever come out of the, like off the corner for you? He stayed scoring the whole time? Scoring the whole time. All summer long. Mm -hmm. At the rodeos, I scored my head a little bit to the left. And yep. I, he'll take it, just stand there and then leave flat. And like at Salinas or Cheyenne, if you want him to, he, he just head, head a little bit to the right. He won't even, there's no movement. He'll just stand there. Like That's awesome. It's funny too, like it is there's spots where horses are comfortable, I think, in the box. Yeah, head and horse scoring is there's it's a lot of feel, right? A lot of yeah, every I think every head I mean not every head but most head horses they score a little different. Yeah. Cause I, I think a lot of guys want them to just sit there and be straight and just look right down them, you know, right out. And very so, few horses last very long doing that. Yeah. Because any little like they're usually any little tick of the gate or something and just one mistake at every five or 10 or 15 runs is it makes it really hard where if sometimes they want to look a little left or right you it's like kind of getting by them but but not really like they're just comfortable there and they're kind of like they're watching but they they're listening to your hand more i feel like without yeah. watching the the actual shoot like the tick of the shoot i guess i, yeah, I feel like some like they're looking straight and you can get them looking straight and they're they're on the muscle so as soon as gates bang they you know move or going to go but almost all the horses I've had that look to the left or right, as soon as the gate bangs, they just straighten up anyways. Yeah. So you almost put too much heat on them, trying to get them to look straight, and they're going to look straight regardless. I mean, I don't like them like looking back or nothing, but just a little off yeah. if that's comfortable for them. Because if they look too far off, they'll they'll kind of like too follow. Dead. Yeah, yeah, they'll follow where their head goes or get too dead. Like if they look all the way to the right, and then they you, like you probably drop your hand and they don't yeah. go, and then when they do, they step into the right. And you yeah, you get too behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because heading like the rodeos and stuff, you kind of want them a little bit in your hand too. Like, right? You don't want sometimes if your horse scores too good, you're late or it's or you're early because you're trying to go before. Yeah, yeah. Then what about uh, you know, let's talk about the the rodeo because last year was last year the first year you you rodeoed kind of most of the year was that or or am I mistaken on no, that? Last year was the first year I uh, even been to the Northwest ever. Okay, I would go, you know over the fourth a little bit and then maybe it's Cheyenne and Dodge a little bit here and there, but I've never gone a full year to right. last year was the first year. So I think if I'm, if I remember this right, like you, you got to rip with Shay Carroll a little bit at the, in the springtime in Texas at some of these rodeos, right? I rode with them in the, in the winter or none of the buildings, but like Lufkin and uh, even a little bit before that I rode, rode to them. I rode to them in the summer and I didn't do a very good job <laughs> Right for him, and then, uh, but, uh, and he's he helped me a lot on horses and 
is a great partner. Yeah, well, Shay, you know, that's the thing is he's he he's wants to be a horseman or is a horseman, yeah, right? Like he's he's putting is. horses as his yeah. highest priority when he's doing this. And then, you know, I thought I thought it was unique because I don't think you guys were planning on roping, if I'm mistaken. Like you like you guys were just kind of going to a few rodeos here and there uh, of the smaller. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you guys were basically three every time I I turned around and like seen a video and it was great run after great run that, yeah it went know. good and the winter went good and then the summer same thing i was like was not riding my horse good so don't get good goes you miss a lot and you go a week without turning one and then you know it's just a bad deal and then you you mess up the good ones too and these are you're trying to do better and you're trying to do better and then you just get worse and worse right you i mean you just but i think that's the hardest thing is when you when you try harder to win and you yeah. and you're like trying to not you know try to get out of a dry spell it's i think this is the hardest thing about reaching right is it when you want to be aggressive all the time when things are not going well it's it's really hard to like fall on something that's a, a real high percentage run right it's so it, that's something oh, you yeah, got you yeah. got to be tough mentally right yeah and it's i mean you could be tough mentally but i mean you got to figure out why it's not working and like you got to reach still but you might have to change something like something's going wrong you know? yeah you can't be too good not to like because i've asked people oh you know what do you think man i've missed for like i've had them go, like go on the horns two or three times in a row and come off i'm like dude what am i doing right and then like i'll just just keep bombing you got it <laughs> no <laughs> no there's something to it and then get somebody that's uh truthfully honest with you like that uh not not a word not scared to hurt your feelings that's that's what you're actually right learn from there uh what's that like being able to have the humility to to take that in as well you know what i mean someone that will like say hey this is what i think's going on and was there like a guy or a time that really like was like it kind of sucked to hear but you needed to hear it at the time um not really. I mean, it. I mean, I've I've asked, and some people. I mean, they just don't say nothing. But just yeah. you got to be like, I think uh, true to yourself. Like, hey, it's not working. Like, you know, you're like, oh, I, I'm a reacher. I'm. Don't just keep at it. It's just my style. Like, no. Like, you keep reaching. You just got to change some stuff up. Like, I feel like like Clay trying. He does such a good job of. Like he could be three, and he can be seven flat. And his he's always riding. His swing looks the same, no matter what. Yeah. Where mine, I'd go one, two, and if it wasn't there, my third swing was different. Fourth swing was different. Like that's what I had to change. Like can't be like looking one, two, looking for a throw. And then another Dustin and T Way, they both told me like I was. So during the summer, you can't just one, two. The steers are way too far out there. Yeah. So they're like, hey, we ride to the line and then pick up our first swing. And then you can go one, two. But you got your horses running and that helped a bunch. Right. So talking to guys that are similar, like mm-hmm. in the styles and then just trying yeah. to pick on the little things that like, hey, this is what I'm missing or this yeah. is. Because I, I think this is the, the other thing too is, are there times when you're throwing your route that like, you don't know if it's going to get there or not, or like, you don't know if it's a catch or not. Like, does it feel like that very often or what, you know, what does it feel like at, at the third and fourth quote? Cause like the only reason I, the, the reason I'm asking this is I have, 
Like I had one shot this summer that was my third coil. And as I was kind of at the end of my delivery, I was like, I, I, I felt like I was going to catch when I started my delivery. And then as I was like, like watching my rope go to the horns, I was like, I don't think this is, like, I, I definitely had a instances. I'm like, I sure hope I have enough rope to get there. Yeah. And, uh, and then I've also had like times like during the summer, you're like, haven't caught in a week you're like please get there <laughs> yeah please go on the horns i don't care half head neck backwards i just something and it's not a good feeling yeah it that, that's that's kind of the interesting thing about when you really go to reach them. Like when you're at the second part of your rope you know you're at the the third yeah. and fourth coil or you know the i guess the, the second and like yeah. coil and a half yeah. to, to the end of the rope they're they're out there a ways and the direction and everything and the momentum feels like it's not a comfortable shot for me or something that I really like try to take. Uh, but there are times when I like, when I throw, I'm like, man, it's, it's, they're way out there and I, they might, yeah. they might be too far. And then it does work. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe I can get them a little further away than, than normal. And I was like, I thought I'd ask you on that. Cause it's when you are rodeo and I, I look at it like this and I, I try to find a, a spot to throw my rope in the arena like that, that can hold up that can make good runs throughout the whole year for the situation yeah. for how i scored and i think it's got to be similar for you right like it's just your deal is riding them across the line and it's you have so much more range right yeah well and like so when you're throwing <clears throat> from a long ways you're kind of throwing where the steer's kind of going not like you know when you're close you just rope the horn sharp well you can't do that from especially coming through the box you know so it has a lot to do with your healer too like if your healers kind of waits and then jumps them right away, the steer's going, you're like, oh, he's going straight. And then you throw your whole rope and then the steer turns left. Yeah. You know, and then your rope hits to the right. You know, your healer has to kind of just come out. I mean, they need a haze, but not haze. Like they. Like kind of like almost like hold, hold them. Hold, hold Yeah. Like, like the hold them in. going straight left. Come on. Yeah. We're already seeing them coming left, but they're going straight and you jump them and they go left. And the setups to be real fast, normally I overthrow it to the right. That was mainly my miss. I would overthrow it to the right, overthrow it to the right. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, but Kobe does a great job just holding them right there and doesn't move the steer when I'm throwing my ropes in the air. I can't do nothing about it then. It's and, a big deal. Yeah. And that requires a really good heel horse too. Like this mm -hmm. is like guys that reach really well. They got to have heel horses back there that are really fast because it means A, they got to outrun a head, you know, a head yeah. rope to get there even. But for shots like that, when you're, you're trying to rope the steer for like kind of where he's going, they need to be able to, to score a little bit. Right. Yeah. And then, and then if he, you would probably, I, I would say you probably don't like them. Right. Uh, no. But you just like, ideally keep them straight. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I like them straight. I think left sometimes gets a little slow. Yeah. And I think right. Sometimes it's hard to, it hits them too hard, you know, right? But yeah, it hits you, them too hard, or they can they can outrun you sometimes. You know, if the barrier's long oh, enough, yeah, they can, it. you know, on a medium plus steer, if you don't drill the barrier sometimes, it's like they're just. Yeah, if they're going to the right, it's it's hard. Yeah. I don't. Well, the one summer, I if the steer went right, I could, I didn't catch any of them. Like my angle, you know, was I've always dropped amateur radios, and the healers would just kind of bring them left. So my angle was kind of set up for a steer to come left. Well, so my angle is to the left and steers are going right. And I couldn't catch any of them. Right. And uh, so that's also another deal. Like you let them go right, your header has to kind of almost change its 
swing up a little bit to get them. But if they're straight or a little left, it's kind of the same. You could kind of come with the same swing and they could just come right out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So getting Shay, which he's your first time out there rodeo and you got a healer that's made the NFR and you'd probably say that, you know, you struggled and didn't turn enough steers, right? Like, oh, definitely didn't. Really, yeah. I, I didn't do a very good job for Shay. Okay. So and he was, he heals really good. I was, you know, messed my chance up. I was like, you know, but yeah. part of it, I guess. How do you, how do you take that, you know, going into the fall and getting ready for the next year? I mean, obviously you're going to be discouraged, right? Um, so how do you try to use that, uh, the, you know, the mistakes that have happened and try to like learn from it and grow from that situation? Uh, like I made my practices a little harder too. And then like scoring them out there further yeah, and maybe and, some stronger steers. And, yeah. and, and like I said, change my horses up some and, and just practice a different style. Like it's a different style almost in the summer. Yeah. Like you still gotta, you know, reach because Dustin Driggers and T-Wade, they, they're not going to hip in the summer. They're, yeah. you know, but so you still gotta go fast, but your horses have to be running towards the cow. Like that's the first thing score and go towards the cow. And then if it's set up, you bring heat, but if you start trying to bring heat for your horses going to the cow, it doesn't work very good at all. Right. Just a little bit different with the timing. Like yeah. it's just a little more riding in the summertime as opposed to the winter in the buildings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, the winter in the buildings, like even if the steer was, say I was a little late, I mean, they're still 15 feet away, six, you know, right. Even 16 feet, you hit the line, you're, say your foot off seven, 18 feet away. Okay. But in the summer, it's 18 foot box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're doing 20 something feet out there. You know, it's, it's a long ways out there. Yes. Okay. So we, we changed it up. Then the big hit at San Antonio. You, uh, so that, that's the thing too. Like, did, did you, you and um, Jonathan plan on roping at San Antonio or did you just entered San Antonio with Kobe? With Kobe, and, basically. And Josh and John. And we just drew up. Yep. You drew your partner at San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is. Uh, you know, the, it's crazy because it's such a good rodeo and the mm -hmm. fact that it kind of works out that way is, it's odd um, I've kind of I've done that a couple of times I think it's just kind of been the odd man out and, yeah. and you don't know who you're going to rope with uh, then you guys hit at San Antonio win San Antonio how much did you guys win right there? I think like 21,000 maybe 21 and you've already kind of got a decent start like you, you've got probably 30,000 won yeah. at this time so Normally, it takes about 70,000 to make the NFR, right? Like 70 yeah. to 70, 75,000. I think they said it never had taken more than 77, I think. Okay. Ever. But so they can't say that no more. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So this summer was kind of wild because you've got a lot of money won and like almost, you're almost halfway before Reno. This, yeah. is, a, this is a huge opportunity, right? Yeah. And you, you obviously know this. And you're kind of grinding it out and the summer's going pretty well. Uh, obviously, you know, you and Kobe, you're trying to get him to the finals too, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So you, you guys are wanting to roll, but as it gets later and later in the year, it's like you start realizing, I, I talked to T-Wade about this about July 24th. I was like, and he, I didn't really want to like bring it up too much with him, but he was pretty cool about it. But it was looking like way more than 70,000 to yeah. make it at that point. Yeah, they normally they say the rules like fourth or fifth after Cheyenne, it was like 74,000. Yeah. And then I get to 74,000, they're like, no, you got to get to at least 77. Yeah. So I get to 77, they're like, no. 
this would take about 80. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I had 77,000 won in Ellensburg. And I win the second round of Ellensburg. I get to like 81. I'm like, sweet. Yeah, you got it. They're like, no. <laughs> Once <laughs> you gotta again. Get, you got to get to 90. I'm like, yeah. I was like, we're going to run out of rodeos eventually, you know. Yeah. And uh, that week of Pendleton stuff, we, we won like 7,500 there. And uh, I think we got run at 90,000, I think. But. Right. I, and I think that just, that's probably the good thing about having a bad summer the year before and, and then getting to where you are roping better. Because you know you can handle these little lows that might happen right there through this time when you yeah. need it the most. You know what I mean? When it is this time at, you're, you're trying to make your first NFR yeah. and you're like, oh, I got enough. And then all of a sudden, well, maybe I don't have enough for yeah. anyone. And no, yeah, no one. So you're going to summer and you're starting out the summer and you and you leave the summer and you win. You know, normally in the first week or two, you're, it's hard to win over the fourth, yep. you know. And we we won we won like maybe nine thousand or something. I mean we did have a good fourth. Next week we went a little bit, and then for like two or three weeks there, I'm struggling. I'm not. I didn't rope very good. Right. You know. I mean I'm, I wouldn't miss all of them, but I was definitely missing. And then even when I didn't catch the steers I was catching, we didn't get paid very much for them. You know. Yeah. That's the big deal. Like this. Well, and especially like you, where you guys do go fast, you're probably used to winning big checks, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're, you know, like you said earlier, top three checks most of the yeah. time. Well, when you get 80 or 90, 100 teams at some of these rodeos and the run, whatever happens. And everyone's, right? there's a lot of yeah. guys that go fast now. And then there's <laughs> a lot of good steers in there. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's even harder. So that I think that's, it, it becomes even more important, right? And, yeah. and I think that's, that's where like this mental toughness. And this is why like I started with, hey, you know, you, you're a guy that reaches and you're an aggressive header. So you've got to be true to it and stay with it to to get where you want to go, right? Yeah, no. And it's a mental game for you. And you have to also have to have like the partner, your partner having faith in you, you know, right. and like not worried of that, you know, you've missed for a week or two and he's trying to cut you or something, you know. Like yeah. Kobe was always... Oh, just don't worry about it. He's a good partner. We're, oh, great partner. Yeah. Yep. We're going to, we got rented at six, seven more next week. We'll catch him, you know. Right. We're not going to miss all year. We're eventually going to start catching. Don't worry about it. Just keep after it. What about this for healers? Because um, this is one thing I always worried about too. Like there's times where I've got, I, I've roped poor, really poor. And then I don't, I don't really turn enough steers for them. And then when I do it, like I kind of beat them or like something kind of happens and they, they might mess that one up or they're even trying hard. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, like healers need to be able to have like a good rhythm and know where things are going to be. So as a guy that like, where you have, like where you will miss a few in a row, is that something where handling cattle has to be extremely important because they know they got to trust you. You know, if you, if you do miss well, a for, couple and then, and then you turn one off real fast, right? For a healer, it's gotta be, I mean, I'm never healed and probably will never get the chance to heal with the rodeos, but I guess it's gotta be hard. You know, you don't like pretty out there. You don't practice. I mean, every now and then you get, you know, like the Monteros, they've been awesome. I get to go practice sometimes when I'm out there, but sometimes you go a week, two weeks, three weeks without practicing. And if your header hasn't turned any, you mean, that means you went three weeks and no roping. Right. I mean, and then when they do turn on, you still have to heal like a 10 healer. Yeah. You got to get them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And three weeks of no practice and still compete against the best guys. It's got to be hard unless, you know, instead of your guy turning a couple a week and you're constantly getting throws, constantly getting throws, you know, uh, break the, you know, if you knew you tore the barrier down, 
just go catch the steer, like give your guy a chance, you know, yeah. get your horse up. Like before I would just hit, like just not even paying attention to that stuff. Like, and it matters because it's a long year. Yeah. And, and then on top of it, the, the rhythm of your guys' run can kind of stay intact. And, and I think that's, that's the thing about healing that looks tough. No, it is tough for me because anytime I get a header over that can really reach, I don't know where to ride to. And obviously I don't heal that good, but I think that's, that is one of the things about rodeoing is if you're in a good rhythm of like where your horse is going down the arena, how you're setting it up in the turn, it's, it's really important. Right. And oh yeah. And rhythm you, is everything. I mean, yep. you got to have your, a run, you know, that's something that feels good and kind of knowing where your partner's going to turn the steer, you know, where your partner's going to be when you turn the steer and, and, uh, and if you don't get to rope for a couple of weeks, which like Patrick, uh, we buddied with Patrick and Tanner and, you know, Patrick, great, great buddy team to have, you know, he knows a lot of places to practice and, and like, like makes it a point. Like, Hey, let's go practice. Like, even if it's going good, we still need to go score. We still need to practice. Cause we, you know, it might be the last practice you get for a month. Yeah. Keep it together. Yeah, even if it is to, going yeah, good. Keep some yeah. momentum going, score a couple, run a couple. And right. And then like at, during the Northwest, we stay at, uh, Scott Reb's house, and we and we get to practice out there a bunch, right? Yeah, which is awesome that he lets us do that. Okay, so they they keep telling you, you need to win more at the end of this summer to make the finals made. So it's probably at two or three times you've ran a steer that probably that night. Like I just made my first NFR. You're you're you know what I mean? Like it's got to feel like that, right? Yeah. And then about a week goes by, and you're like, no, I hadn't, I haven't yet. Is this something like mentally, like does? Do you press more, like, or do you want to press more? How do you like stay pretty even keel and kind of focus on doing your job? Or are you you pretty good about that, no matter what? Well, I uh, I've never been in that position, you know, right? To even have experience on it or nothing, but I try to just like not get in, too involved in it, just because I was like, if I you know start worrying about it too much, just there's enough to worry about. Regardless, I gotta do your job. A few more steers left. I need to do my job, and then you know, man, see how it goes because. I think it's easy to get caught up and then then you start overthinking yourself out. Like, I don't need to do this. I don't need to miss. I don't need to break the barrier instead of let's just let's see if we can catch. Well, yeah, you might be at Walla Walla, Washington or Filer, Idaho, and you're trying to make the NFR. Mm -hmm. And in reality, you should be trying to, to do your job at Pat Rodeo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's that pressure. And it's like, it's it could be a huge situation for you. Um, if you think about it like that, or it can be a situation where you do just, you, you have what you normally do yeah. and, and you kind of got to stay within that. Right. Yeah. Like it come down to my, I had, uh, three more rodeos left. I think Albuquerque, Pendleton and Amarillo, my last three rodeos. And how and, much did you one have one before they started? Um, I won't had maybe 81, maybe 80. Yeah. I placed at all three of them. And, and you knew you, at 81, did you think you, like, where did you think you were at? No, they were like, they were like, no, you need to win more. 81's. It's not safe. It's not safe. They, everyone's saying 83. It's going to be you need like to win. 15th maybe. Okay. So I was like, and uh, so we didn't draw the greatest years at Pendleton. We just went and got them caught. We were making a short go and we had to go to Albuquerque. I was like, hey, I'm driving to Albuquerque. I'm going to ride this gray, but I'm also driving back. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm riding this gray at uh, we're at rodeoing. We're rodeoing. Yeah, I mean, I've drove thousands of miles. We're gonna get this. Just wow. this trip here is not gonna be a. Oh, gray's getting rode at both places. Yeah. So I, you were not risking it. No. Yeah. Every time I've mounted out this year, it's not gone good. Right. 
man, that's uh, pretty. That's that's pretty special. And yeah. and it's just funny, like how how glamorous people. I, I think people are starting to understand that rodeo is really not that glamorous. Yes, anymore, it could be. I mean, it was eighteen hours from Pendleton to Albuquerque, there and back. And, there yeah there no, 18 yeah. hours back yeah you've got 36 hours of mm -hmm. driving in right yeah, to here. go run one steer down there and then come back and I, I forgot what you guys did at Pendleton so you made it back to the short round and then yeah. and then and place good place like fifth in the average maybe okay and then you had it made after that like you knew like Pendleton that's maybe yeah yeah like because like, you placed at Albuquerque in there yeah. and you're like man how awesome though was yeah. that that because then now it's drive to albuquerque right it's kind of ease it back to yeah. towards texas then we had to go to i think amarillo was my last oh sorry yeah, i went amarillo. like four two maybe went like fifth <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i saved i was i was gonna th i was i had amarillo or Stephenville. i had to get to one more circuit rodeo and that was gonna be my last rodeo. i was like man i'm just gonna go to amarillo would be a little easier right than Stephenville. Stephenville normally fifth is three six you know and then amarillo got super tough and Stephenville wasn't as tough of course yeah that's how that works but got to pick rodeos yeah. like that yeah counting them this is all stuff which is good you know the more experience you have and then also a guy like patrick you can probably lean on oh, what, yeah. what he's gonna say a lot to you know he's, he's yeah he did all he did all the entering over the summer and yeah uh he knew where to go where not to go what works what doesn't work and a second run is a you know big deal knowing what your steer did and all that right okay well kind of the next thing with this obviously I think this has got to be the the weirdest feeling, right? Because making your first NFR, that's a huge goal, right? Oh yeah, dream. <laughs> you know, the dream. Yeah. But then it's well, now you got to be ready for the NFR. Yeah. So take me through it. You know, you, you know, obviously you just got a, your first few practice sessions in, and and you know you're you're comfortable, like you roped at Coleman's roping, at, like you you'll go to the setups, and like you're you're comfortable with yeah. this. But what what does this look like as far as the preparation um talk to take me through like do you call guys on how to set it up what are the cat you know what's your practice cattle situation look like and then also what does your head horse like your practice head horses look like oh uh, my practice head horses are all over the place i got a little bit of everything uh just trying to get some throws in yeah like i would we set it up the arena the last two days jonathan me been practicing and uh first day kind of had a little too much rope out there like all year long you're like seeing front leg everywhere now you got to go as soon as the steer does and right. it's like you're like it's a bad feeling almost like you're like no i shouldn't be going and you're like you're late and then you're like all right i'm gonna get a good go on this one and then the, you're like you're it feels like you're super early and it's like it's almost like guy needs to be a little on the barrier where the steers are right there and then not have so much rope out there kind of tighter yeah because the 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 third coil there it's pretty much left wall immediately mm, yeah. if you're you got the third coil out there like the only time it probably works is if they are really straight or a touch or right. right yeah okay and then uh you and know then, you, i mean i i would think i never wrote in there <laughs> yeah right? well, you know, like two days yeah <laughs> at least at least for, for yeah, the first two, it feels like yeah first yeah. two days uh and then the start has that been different because uh the the start is the head kind of dropping down going is almost the move right like the, it's like a short box with a yeah very, dustin very, dustin said like when you nod there's no like nod and pull gut no it's like go like you're late go okay and then if you're if you get a good go the steers are right there if you're late then 
which Chad told me like a longer strided horse, even if you're just a little bit off of it, that the, their second stride will catch up, you know, yeah. better than a little short strided horse. So. Okay. Which is good because my grace, he's pretty big. Yeah. So. And and that's going to be good too, because he's going to be strong enough to go up the wall and, you know, yeah. you've got some good stuff like that going. So will you try to have a couple practice horses that feel similar to him? Because I think they can get pretty, I, I mean, I, I've never, but do you think the head horses get kind of stale? Like you can run too many on the gray or how are you going to try to get him ready? And then are you going to try to have horses that feel like him? Yeah, I'm going to try to just keep him in shape. And then I'm going to ride him at the Charlie Crawford deal. Yep. It's five steers over there, ride him there and then see how it goes. And then I'm trying not to ride him very many on that kind of deal, just so that his feet keep moving. Right. Keep mainly for you at yeah. that time is like, cause I think it's going to be a, a timing thing. Like from when you like, like we talked earlier this summer, it's going to be a little bit more riding across the line. This is yeah. going to be more like your rope and your hand are dropped. Like your yeah. right hand's picking your rope up and your left hand's dropping your horse at the same time getting near, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like I've been playing with the one swing deal and, the, and then two swings and just back and forth with it. But um, I got a, probably like five or six horses I've been practicing on, but and they're all a little bit different, but just trying to get some throws and then also giving Jonathan some looks. Yeah, how good is it that you make your first NFR with a guy that's got quite a few steers that's got access yeah. to him and trades him around? Because I mean, I think yeah. that's really important too, right? Oh, yeah. is, is having enough steers that can handle the runs that you they don't start slow. Like you got you got good action on your yeah. steers all the time. Because I think that's what happens a lot is these guys get running them and then their steers get too slow and it doesn't feel realistic, right? Yeah, no, you could start a little too early probably, and your steers will be loping by the time because it literally. I mean, the way you rope them, you literally just you turn them right out. I mean, yeah. two or three strides, you just take all the momentum from them. You know, they don't ever feel like they're running away, getting away from you, unless right. you miss. But uh, you could dang sure take the run out of them pretty quick. Yep, yep. So that's going to be something you guys. How many? How big of a herd of steers you guys got together? And we rode fifteen or yeah, fifteen or twenty the first day, and then he brought a different fifteen or twenty yesterday. Okay, and then I think today we're going to run all thirty just kind of throw them in there together right and then you're gonna ride four or five head horses mm -hmm. run 30 to 50 steers yeah, each time each chair. and then uh and then we won't rope like that again until next week or something like that so okay is there anything like in, in like that you try to change or you're gonna like work on for for those shorter setups that you try to do like coming back for the summer is, or is it just like being like tightened down with your rope or what is what does it kind of feel like as far as what you're gonna want to the run you're gonna want to make uh, I don't even know what run I'm gonna try to make up. I mean, I'm just trying to get me a good go, and then just trying to just to react at that point. I'm gonna try not to think about it too much, right? And and that means to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're reacting, your rope's in the right spot. So if you hit the line and they're there, it means you just it's one coil, right? Yeah. Or it's right there, close. And then if they they hit the line, and your rope's in the right spot, and it's a coil and a half. Coil and it's half, it's yeah. right there. And if you you know. Or if you're a little bit off of it, you can ride just a little bit more. And then that's where you kind of avoid the, like, getting a lot of rope out there, right? Get a lot of rope, yeah. Because everyone's like, just, you know, don't get too much rope out there. Don't get too much rope out there. Which, which I, I mean, I've been in North, like, I'm not saying I've been in North Side like it matters, but, like, I used to go North Side all the time. You're and, very comfortable with the left wall. And very little in yeah. there. Very little. And so, like, when I first started going to North Side, same thing, I'd be a little late, each whole rope or something, get stuck in the wall, couldn't finish. Well, then I got, that's where the one swing came in because I could just one swing from like a, 
pretty tight and then like from the good. box yeah yeah. From the, yeah halfway in the box one swing and yeah. uh, as i was coming through you know and uh but so the left wall i mean i've rubbed with the left wall pretty i mean north side's about as small as they come so is it smaller than the the nfr's setup do you know i don't know for sure but i, I think they change the arena now to where it's the same dimensions now okay okay i think they put like different set of boxes maybe in front of the old boxes now for the next couple of weeks okay that'll be good um man i think this is it's exciting to kind of hear and you know like the the preparation for it is it's it's probably one of the far you know the the coolest parts of the the whole process right is getting ready for your first nfr oh yeah it's been fun um I was talking to guys. I feel like there's some guys that want to run a lot of steers, and there's some guys that just want to make sure that they kind of they kind of got the feel and everything ready. Um, how do you think you're gonna like? What are you gonna want to feel about it? Are you gonna want to run a lot of steers? Yeah, and, I think we're gonna run a bunch of steers. Yeah, which I like. When I'm home, I practice a, like a bunch of steers. Anyways, we got I mean, a bunch of horses. So I'm, I mean, I run a lot of steers anyways. But I'd like to run. I don't want to get over there thinking I needed to do you know rope more steers or something. When I get over there. As good as I could have got. I mean, right, or at least feel that way, you know. So no, absolutely, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Appreciate uh, you having me. Sorry, there were so many flies over <laughs> here in the back room, but uh, you know, maybe maybe we will have them all dead here <laughs> pretty soon. But no, thank you. This was an awesome summer. The fact that you know you're able to do w- put the head horse together. He was so special all year long. It just, it does go to show how much a head horse can affect, you know, a career, right? Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I think I ended up maybe 35th last year. Yeah. Got old gray, 11th. <laughs> right. Horse matters. <laughs> and and truthfully, like, the, I think your roping is very similar, right? Like, it, I'm yeah, sure I mean, from year to year. more consistent, but like, that has to do with the gray. I mean, the gray. Yeah backs in there and he gave me chance after chance like if i'm messing up it's a strictly me and no horse problem no right it was all just here's your chance don't mess it up well that's man I, I thought it was awesome because when he won it i i really hadn't watched you go at all this summer i hadn't yeah. watched him go hardly at all so i didn't know and i was like i didn't really expect him to win head horse of the yeah. year and then i got asking some guys and they're like yeah they, they put guys on him at salinas and they they did good and you know, a few other guys rode him and then he rode him everywhere. And you're like, okay, well, this is what, to me, that's what like head horse of the year. And like know. Tanner at Calgary, like didn't even lope a circle on him. Guy rode him. He just got on. He got on. And I think it was like three, no, four flat in the first round. Yeah. And then got off and I got on him. And then, and we caught both. We were, me and Kobe were like four on both rounds, I think. And then he come back three, six on the second one. Never gets on him again. And at Calgary, I mean, at a, uh, Salinas, his horse is Colican, his gray. It's Colican. He's like, hey, you think I ride that gray? I was like, yeah, for sure. And he went like eight, like should have won the first round. It was like eight flat or eight one. Right. Like, I mean, he just, and then I, he rode him at uh, somewhere in Washington. Or, yeah, Washington. And uh, I hadn't rode him. I rode him. And then I got off and gave him to him, and he won the rodeo. That's awesome. Um, I, I guess I got to ask a little bit more about this because, how does the head horse like of the year the voting work in that actual process? Because you know this is your first time in it. Um, you know, take me kind of take me through how that worked. Uh, uh, it's the top twenty, or you nominate them, and then the top twenty-five guys get to pick them. Okay, nom- uh, pick them. So, so top twenty-five guys get a vote, and then 
how many can everyone in the top 25 nominate or do they pick yeah, horses? I mean, anybody can nominate. I mean, they have to be a AQHA, I mean, a quarter horse, you know. Right, because that was one thing I asked. Is I, I thought Junior D's horse was pretty yeah, good this year. No, no, no. and yeah, more than pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and, and I he's thought a, he's a great horse. Yeah, yeah I thought he had a chance, and then yeah. it turns out he didn't because he's the papers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome horse. Yeah, yeah, great horse too. Uh, okay, so then it's uh, then everyone gets to vote on the top three horses yeah, in the top twenty five. Yep, and you could you pick the three you like the most or whatever. But okay, so. Man, that that's pretty cool. And then that's uh, pretty cool knowing that you know, guys, you your compete. peers, yeah, they're they're the one that thought it. Which I think he deserved. I mean, which I was cool with him winning third. I mean, there's some good horses in there. I mean, Andrew Ward's horse is awesome too. Right. I I think that's the deal. Like there there are. I think there's some criteria that horse of the year um, should have. And one of the things that like that is really hard to replace is if they're consistent and riding them everywhere like i think he checked the boxes right i didn't even i didn't even think about nominating them my boy i've never one i've never made the finals or nothing yeah, and yeah. two i've never had a horse that even would be considered a horse of the year and dustin's like hey you need to maybe nominate no. him i'd vote for him i mean he said you wrote him at literally yeah all 75 rodeos no matter what the setup was i had one place in the average and the round at prescott out of the heel box I mean, he won the rounds at Salinas. I mean, he's won up everywhere. The, all the toughest setups, he yeah. he placed that indoor, that huge outdoor arenas. Mm -hmm. yep. You rode him everywhere. When you needed it the most, you put him in the trailer, drove him for 36 hours. Yep. And got and you, out. And, and you hit both times. And one was Pendleton and one is Albuquerque, which is another small kind of yep. indoor arena. It, it, it's not tiny, but it is pretty small. Pretty small, yeah. yeah. That's, that's wild. And then, uh, so you did nominate him, and then it... And then they vote on they it. They called me and told me I won. I was like, heck yeah. That's, that's I was pretty excited. Impressive. Yeah, that's awesome. It's an honor to have him. Yeah. But I'm glad he gets recognition because, I mean, he's his uh, his doings. You know, and I think that's the thing, too, is there, there's times where you, you see horses win it that maybe, like, you know, there everyone's voting, yeah. right? And and other guys, like, everyone's got their own opinion, and you could see it going one way or another. But mm -hmm. I do like it when the horse Truthfully, I like it that you weren't out there like saying this horse needs to win it. And then he checked all of the boxes throughout the whole year. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like the the humility through it, yeah. how you treated it, and then this horse is like the body of work was there. To me, that's yeah. gotta that's gotta feel great. Oh yeah, no, it's it's awesome to have them, you know. And yeah. uh, but all the other horses and and the other that were against them, they were they were good. I mean, if you oh, can man. be in the top 20 and 25 in the world on a horse he's good yeah because i've rode horses that are not as good and you don't have a chance yeah i mean did bob win third too that was i think that might have been it was it um andrew's horse was second yeah. and then bob was third I think so which i think bob is my favorite head horse ever yeah. you know i think he's no, i'm saying i was but yeah to to be in that that same yeah, category, yeah, is awesome. category is even that's awesome well, man, that's that's great. Congratulations with that. I uh, appreciate it. You know, I I, th I think the other thing too is, sorry, I just kind of keep dragging the steel out, but I'm, I'm kind of curious. No, you know, as you get a head horse like that, what does it? What do you learn from that as far as putting your horses together? Because obviously, you're going to want more. I think you know that yeah. just incre increases like the longevity of everything. So. Yeah, I'm trying to get another one. Obviously, yeah. like them, you know, but which is hard to find, obviously, but. 
So is that something you're, you're actively trying to do is try more horses and, and that now you've got this feel like you know what this horse is like, kind of a winner because yeah. um, he's a bigger horse Yeah, and maybe it did prove to you like a bigger horse's stride, which I, I'd advocate for because I yeah. ride huge head horses. But Yeah, it, I like it. I mean, he's, I like him. I mean, yeah. the horse, and I, I mean, I think a bigger head horse, when especially like throwing so far and you get to the saddle horn, you need, you don't want a little bitty horse, you know. Which there's some strong little bit, but I mean smaller horses, but it's just easier for bigger horses. Bigger horses to yeah. keep pulling and and then and stay sound doing it. Right. So I think it's a big deal having a bigger horse. And and that'll be is that something like where you're going to try to do? Yeah. Do you think that's a ideally? How many head horses would you like to have to kind of maintain a successful rodeo and jackpot and career? I mean, I'd like to have as many as I can get my hands <laughs> on, obviously, but you know, at least. To, you know, I'd like to have at least one more that, I mean, you're comfortable riding that, about everywhere. That if I had to get off the gray for a couple of weeks or that, I, yeah. you know, still had a good chance. So that's okay. my goal to have at least, at least two or three of them. Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank uh, you. Good I job this year. Yes, that's, sir. That's really cool. I appreciate it.